What's up, everybody? Welcome to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. Burr, 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 burr. All right, y'all. What's up, Farah? <laughs> I mean, you know, Bay's album came out today, so I'm pretty hyped. Who about the hell that. is Bay? <sighs> David Diggs. Oh my god. Listen, clipping is the shit. Okay, they're fucking dope. And this new album is crazy, and the V Diggs is Bay, and it just is what it is. The V Diggs is Bay. Uh, you're gonna have to put me on to these uh, new young hip cats that's out here. The V Diggs <laughs> is older than us, okay? So let's <laughs> let's stay right there. I know nothing about new music. I just love the V Diggs, and I found clipping because it's him, and they're dope. I don't have time to be listening to nobody new. You got to like... I don't have time. I don't care about listening to people that are new, but... Yeah. David is bae. I have to support, you know, my husband. And so I listen to clipping. Got you. Everybody got their un- irrational person that they support in a, in a way. That's yours. He's your irrational person you support for no reason. It's completely rational. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, sure. All I know, all I associate him with is seeing the image of him in Snowpiercer with those terrible looking faux locks. Don't look at, don't look at the faux locks. All I associate with him with. Don't look at the faux locks because he has amazing hair without the faux locks. So I don't even know what that nigga look like. Hair underneath it. You didn't. Okay, you did not see Hamilton. Nah, I ain't got time for that. Oh my god. You know why? Because too many people hype Hamilton up. And, like, Listen, I just feel like it's something that white people really, really love. No, it and was so, so good. Yeah, I, I, I understand that thought process. But it was so good. Like, it's so good. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a fucking genius. Leslie Odom Jr. has the voice of an angel. I don't know angel. who that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> We could do this all day. He's from Philly. He's from Philly. That's that's what's up. Well, he was born in New York, raised in Philly, but he's he rep Philly all day. He's a Philly boy. He say John and all that. What's his name? I mean, all right, all right. So I'm glad you you just brought something up. He say John, for like saying John doesn't get you status. It gets you you status in the right context. If you say it in the right context. Yeah, but I think now it's to a point where, like, I feel like we we need to make this a segment. Because, like, I feel like it's getting <laughs> to a point where, like, people just throw out John. Right, and they just don't use because, it in the right Just context. by association or just because, oh, I'm from Philly. I'm a Philly John. Like, all right, like, chill. But that's the only way they know how to use John. If you know how to use John properly... And it, it, it comes just out flow seamless. naturally. Right. Like, and you ain't got to make a point to say John. It's just right. John. Right, and he doesn't like, do that. He doesn't have to do right. that. He's a no. Philly bull. That's fine. Through and through. He went to Carnegie Mellon. Like What's his name again? Leslie Oldham Jr. I'm a, I'm not gonna remember his name. He's 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 amazing. He's really good. He's he's a also started not out gonna on, watch Hamilton. No, you have to. It's so good. Like I said, Lynn is a is a genius. Leslie has the voice of a fucking angel. Like his voice is amazing. Christopher Jackson, I think his name is. He's on the show Bull now. His voice is fucking He's spectacular. It's a show called Bull. Bull? Yeah. It could be like, like, C- like CBS B- or something. B-U-L-L? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought she was like Bull, like the young not Bull. Bull. I'm like, what? No, not Bull. Not Bull. <laughs> not that kind of Bull. But um, yeah, he's on there. He's fucking amazing. 
Renee, I forget her last name, but she's on, what's the name of the show? Altered Carbon. I have a question. She is awesome. Like, the, it's amazing. It's amazing. Anthony I, Ramos, I, he's awesome. I have a question. Wait, I have a question. How many of these people that you just named are black? All of them. Except oh, right. Lynn. I can, I can give you that. Except Lynn and Anthony Ramos. You said a Ramos. I was about to say, you said a Ramos now. That don't Except Lynn black. and Anthony Ramos. But so what? They, they're they Afro-Latino. All right. They're, they're us. I, all right. How about this? We'll we'll put it up. I'm gonna put it up in my on my Instagram. Let me know if everybody wants me. If everybody thinks I should watch Hamilton, I'm you, just not with the trends to watch usually. It. No, and I I understand I understand that thought process, but it's so good because it shows like even now when I see historical things about the characters that these people play, I forget that they're they were white, and it's like, but no, like. Leslie Odom Jr. was Aaron Burr. What the fuck do you mean Aaron Burr was white? Like <laughs> that nigga was white. White as white. fuck. Okay. White. And Leslie Odom Jr. is black as shit. Hmm. It's a great show. Obviously, it has you know, it's a movie, so it's not going to be entirely historically accurate because it has to entertain. But there's a lot of it's it's it just it's just it's just good. It's it's really good. All right, I'm going. I'm not committing to watching it. I am going to put the let people vote on if I should watch it. And yes, we'll, but we'll, Bay is in it. He plays. You know what I should do? Marquee, you know what I sh- he plays Lafayette, and then he also plays Thomas Jefferson, which is gold that a black man is playing Thomas Jefferson. Is it though? But is it? It though? is. It is. Why? Why is that because gold? Because. Because he was a fucking slave owner, so it was like, ha, motherfucker. Like, that was the last, he's the last person that he would have wanted to play him, is a fucking black man. And it's like, right, we, ha. We gonna have to, we, we dedicated way too much time to Hamilton and these. Uh, Listen, <laughs> I stand Hamilton. I watch the movie all the time. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. David Diggs is Bay. We gonna have to. Blind uh, spotting have a have a whole discussion on because i have some thoughts already about like what you've already explained to me and my historical context with hamilton so once this is what we're gonna do i'm gonna put it up in my stories i'm gonna let people vote on it if i should watch it and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about it on the show okay because i already have some ideas you know what no i'm not gonna go in it with preconceived notions or anything i'm gonna go in there Looking Pure to be entertained. Yes. And then that's it. I sh- You know what I was thinking I should do? I should do, you know how those people, everybody doing those YouTube videos where they like react to, to the stuff. The reaction I should, videos? Yeah, I should do that for Hamilton. It's good. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. The V Diggs is bae. And it is what it is. Let's, Download clipping. Let's, let's. Uh, Visions of Bodies that. Being Burned. A dope album. Check it out. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. What's your What's your What's your update? Bay. Besides Bay, what are your What's What you got going on? What's up? Nothing. You gotta come Same. with some updates. Come on, give I me mean, something. I mean, I don't do shit. So yes, you do. What updates do I have? I can't. I'm still not doing my homework. I think I wrote a thousand a thousand more words for my book. I was supposed to have write written three days go. this week. I only wrote one. And that's really it. 
Yeah, but see, that's an update. That's an important update. You wrote a thousand words into your new book, which is great. How's that process going? It's going. I don't really know yet. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. like I said, I only wrote one day out of my three days that I wanted to write this week. But it's going. Do you listen to audiobooks? I would listen to one audiobook, but I actually want to buy the book instead because I enjoy reading more than I enjoy listening to books. There is this, I'm going to get the name. Uh, I'm going to try to stall while I pull up the name as I talk. But there is the, there's this amazing book that I read on writing. And it was really, really good because, you know, one of the things that it promoted was, it's called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. And, you know, one of the things that she talks about in the book when you're trying to be a writer, right, is basically write all the time. Even if you're not necessarily writing something, whatever you're writing tomorrow, if it's not necessarily related to the book, but write, write something because you start to piece together what you want. And as you're writing, you don't know where that journey is going to take you on a writing Mm -hmm. piece. So just like, even if you don't have, like you're trying to write specifically for the book and like, you can't get it out and write it, just write whatever is actually on top of your head and just pour it out onto the page. It's a really, really good book. It's really funny and she's really sarcastic. She's one of those people that you ever talk to the people that come out of recovery and they always got this weird twisted humor. That that's her a little bit. So I kinda I I, I kinda can vibe to that. I kinda do that already when I'm writing my papers because I never know what the fuck I'm gonna write. Like I have to write a paper tomorrow. I should have been writing it because it's it's eight pages and it's due at midnight. On Sunday mm. or Monday morning, midnight, whatever. But whatever. I'll get it done. But I never know, <laughs> I never know what the fuck I'm going to do. So I just like start writing something and then I move shit around. And so like I have a whole process. So that's kind of hearing that kind of affirms that I'm doing the right thing. So I definitely mm-hmm. need to check that book out. But I kind of have that kind of humor anyway because, I mean, I... <laughs> This is a whole fucking conversation, but I have I was in a cult. You don't just join a cult. Like you 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 find yourself there over time. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh shit." So I I could understand that kind of humor. I've never been in recovery, but I've recovered from cult life and the shit is wild. So I can under I get it. We're going to have to uh, you just you just opened up a door. For the listeners to want to learn more about this cult. So that's a whole other, you know, honestly, that's a whole other episode. That's on my list of episodes that I've been wanting to get into some, some cult like uh, groups that's out there, but what you've been up to what we could talk about my cult life another day. God, what have I been up to today has been running around. I'm wearing my voting wild black t-shirt. Yeah. Um, I saw you live, you know, watching common and shit. So (laughs) I had to, I had to keep it on the hush because you know, so essentially a friend of mine who was who actually put that event on was like, hey, I need masks. Can you get me masks? And I was like, yeah, I got like a shit ton of masks. And so they were like, all right, well, let me tell you what the event is. They were like, we're going to get common to perform at City Hall, but we can't tell nobody. We just want it to be kind of like a pop up. Here's common. Show up for a free concert, pass out some voting stuff, get people energized around that. And so. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, basically. So I came down there with the free mask and was able to hand it out to folks, was able to get a little short little video and a terrible picture with Common. 
<laughs> Brie got a better picture. But it was cool though. It was it was nice because like people literally were just walking up and was like, "What's going on?" We told them what was happening, and they got you know front row seats to a common concert. Like, yeah, that's like where that's, that happened at. Right, like how can you miss that if you're downtown? Yeah. Like fuck yeah. that. I'm I'm sticking around. Fuck whatever people else was, I got going on. People was coming out of the office buildings and it was just like we they, yes. like they they was all in the street and shit. It was it yes, was cool though. But it was it was outside. real cool. What do you mean? He at one point he stopped and invited. He saw two skaters in the street. So if anybody knows City Hall, this was on the the north side of City mm-hmm. Hall, where where the Municipal Services Building is. And you know, so you right there, you go. That's up to the north side of Broad Street. Mm-hmm. And so like the street was right there where the barricade was, and people were standing there. And he saw two skaters, like roller skaters. Mm-hmm. And he invited them up on stage. He was like, bring the roller skaters up here. So he invited them up on stage and they got to dance. I was like, yeah, that's dope. Oh, that's that's cool. what's up. Yeah. I mean, it was probably 150 people max. That's a lot, though. So, for COVID times. I mean, for it was, it was all outside. And well, yeah, all, no, like, but, socially but still, that's, that's that, still a but, lot. For, but that's small for a concert, you know, it's like nice it's little small for a concert, concert. But it was a pop up. Yeah. And we're and we live in the life and times of Corona. Man, so, nobody taking that seriously no more. They really not though. But anyway, I digress. That's another issue for another <laughs> day. That was what. That's what I did today. I honestly, I can't even think about anything earlier this week because I'm just at this point, like with all of the work that we're doing, it's just like full steam ahead with the election. So like, yeah, every I mean, day it's what, two weeks left. So what? No, eleven days, no, twelve days. Yeah, like, like it's 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 so it's full like, steam ahead. It's, it's there. We're in the we're in the thick of it now. That and I got like a couple events I'm planning in the in the works. So look out for those. Make sure y'all follow me on social media, Salas Corner, so you can be up to date with some of the events. I'm telling I be telling people like I I be the plug for stuff. If you you really are the plug. That's why I be like trying to pay attention to what you're doing for when I'm in Philly. So I because I'll text you and be like, Yo, what's going on? I move fast too, like because that one was <laughs> that that they called me. What's today? Friday? They called me Wednesday night for this. We talked Thursday about getting down there and Friday was the event. And so like I'll be quick. Stay, I almost I was this close. I was this close. Nobody can see how close my fingers are. But I was <laughs> that close to getting to see Obama. Oh. Yeah, but I had to work. Fuck that job, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, speaking of presidents, let's move on to politics meets pop culture. Oh, yeah. All right. So so your boy, I'm calling him your boy, your boy 50 Cent said, fuck, fuck Biden's tax plan. I'm supporting Trump. How you feel about that? That's your boy. I don't know why I'm calling him your boy. I don't either, because I (laughs) (laughs) I don't watch power. I haven't really listened to 50 Cent since, yeah, like, I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) bye, nigga, that's, whatever, that's how I feel, bye. I feel like every week, over the last three weeks, this would be now the third week, it brings us back to that conversation we had three weeks ago with, like, when men get involved with stuff, they just get involved with a spotlight and how, like, 
it's all about them and self-centered and self-focused. I was talking to Bree about that earlier today. Like we were talking a little bit about the ice cube thing from last week we talked about and like, I need Man, to, you really? need to give Bree my number so we can like chat you it up. Cause message, I be seeing, you can you can get it yourself. I be, like I haven't, you, I'll be always hearing about Bree and I'll be like, but I ain't talked to Bree. Y'all follow each <laughs> other on Instagram. Y'all can handle it. We sure that. do. I, I think Facebook like too. Yeah, probably. She she way way more active on Instagram now. But now nah, we were talking about it earlier, man, and like you know, there's there's this there was an, a study. It's it hasn't gotten a lot of attention because I think people just don't want to talk about it, but like there was a study saying that like 20% of black men are breaking for Trump. Like That sounds about right. That's problematic. I think it was what 17% like of of, you know, voters or black voters that voted for you know him last time like that's problematic i mean it's but it sounds about sounds about white sounds about white because would you like we talked about this before black men and their proximity to the patri to white male patriarchy keeps them centered in places where they don't one where they don't belong, two where they're not needed, and then three, just in the, well, those two really, in in my opinion, I can't think of anything else, at, at off the top of my head, but like, men, and I'm speaking in general here, men crave power, and and to and to maintain that power, they will do whatever it takes. And yeah. and black men are no different, especially black men with money. Yeah, that's and true. And it is what it is. 50, 50 Cent been, he been doing this shit though. Like he been on this shit. He been on the, that kind of shit, you know, what he, dogging women, talking shit about women and disrespectful and. He been doing that shit. So it's like, I don't even care. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. You know, okay. That makes sense. Ja, you know who Jamel Hill is? Yeah. She had the best. I don't know if this was what this was in reply. I mean, it was probably related to the 50 cent thing, but she had the, a, a good tweet that kind of sums up what you're saying. And she says, I have increasingly found that black, many black men just want better access to patriarchy. They don't actually want it dismantled. And so I knew that again. Shout out to, to Brie because she, she actually pointed that tweet out to me. Burr, 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 burr. But, Brie, you um, got the air horns, boo. She ain't even listening. She'll, she'll, she'll it's okay. Listening. She'll listen. She'll listen. No, she don't. She won't be listening. <laughs> don't do Brie I'm like, like that. I'm going to start talking trash about her. See if she <laughs> You're not going to do Brie like that. <laughs> No, but like it's so true though, because like so no, many it's, men it's so really true. do pull up with the intention of like putting themselves. I mean, on the on the front, you know what they're saying. Even for those, you know, you know that takes us back to the Ice Cube thing. Even for those who are pulling up with an intention of centering black people, right, and for the advancement and betterment of black people, you do it in a way that centers you in the front of that and right. to the front of the conversation and it's like that's so counterproductive to what other people are doing because like you said when we had that conversation with ice cube like you ain't reach out to any of these people that had boots on the ground for years that has 
if not similar plans better than yours Mm -hmm. you just did it on a you know i'm the man that knows so i'm just going like nah man that's not right he hooked up with this one group that is is apparently is like extremely problematic in the in 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 the community in the community quote-unquote and so like but that's like the only people that he rock with but it shows why they're the only people that he rocks with because it's fucking problematic as fuck and then and it's not even i mean it would be one thing you know if he had just been like he he chose the wrong group to kind of add had his confidence in but like when he had an opportunity to bring in some other folks and when they started reaching out to him he didn't necessarily respond appropriately and so Right. You know, in different in different ways, you know, they both are catering to both 50 Cent and Ice Cube kind of catering to the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube in a less direct way. 50 Cent just basically saying, I'm just I just care about my money. Fuck right. That I'm supporting. Right. I had know, to stop. Not necessarily to... saying I'm supporting, but. Oh, no, I think. he No, he's definitely voting for Trump. Because of the tax plan. And the next thing you know, Trump got t- tweeting pictures of these two niggas wearing uh Trump hats, Photo, Listen, photoshopped it. Like y'all walk right into that. They earned. They earned that shit. They earned it. But like, I don't even care. Like, the the Ice Cube thing was more. I care. Not even to say I cared, but the Ice Cube thing was triggered me because you're talking about doing work for the community. And grassroots organizing, but you're not getting with grassroots organizers to do the work. And then you think that just going to the president is what is how how things are changed. It's like you don't even know the political process or even cared enough to to gain enough knowledge about how the political process works to understand where to go to mm-hmm. to to forward your initiative. He he basically used his celebrity status to thrust himself and his right. plan into the limelight. Without, he thought he was Kanye and Kim K. Without the legwork, I mean, even them, they are problematic in certain in different ways that they do it. But listen, like, but without the, the legwork behind it. Oh yeah, I don't I don't fuck with either one of them motherfuckers. But yeah. I'm just saying that's who he he thought that's how it goes because oh they did it, Kim K did it to get what's her name Alice Walker is that what her name was out of prison. I don't remember. So yeah. I, I can do it too. That's basically what it felt like. And so that yeah. was more egregious to me than 50 Cent because we all know 50 Cent is a fuck ass nigga. People rock with him because of power. And he talks shit about people on his Instagram. Like, that's yeah. really all I know about 50 Cent right now. He about that supreme ratchet life. Anyway, let's move on. I'm done with that topic. We've talked enough about it over the last few weeks. Moving on, everything's local. What's happening locally? Obama was here. I dropped that. I mean, everybody knew that by now, but Obama shut the city down, man. He like, he was everywhere. I saw heard. Like he was in, he was in North Philly. He was in West yes. Philly. He ended up going down by the stadium for like a, for a drive through speech and everything. Right. So folks was able to stay in their cars. Drive in rally. Yeah. And my ass had to sit in front of this computer doing work. Man, fuck that job, yo. I need my money. I've definitely skipped out on work to go see when, when Hillary was in West Philly, when she went to the high school. Yeah. I definitely skipped out on work to go see her. 
I was a massage therapist at the time. And I definitely, so a couple of my clients were not happy. But <laughs> so what? Maybe all right. <laughs> I mean, one of these days, I mean, I'm working in the field, so our paths are going to are gonna cross. At oh, yeah, and he's young, too. So you have plenty of time. He ain't that young, man. He's not like, he ain't Jimmy Carter. That's true. That nigga is about to be. <laughs> That's wild. Yo, he's so old, yo. He's old as fuck. He ain't even as old as, he's not even Diane Feinstein old. Yeah. He's yeah, still but young. I, I want to I, I wanna meet him still young. I want to, I want to meet him when he Jimmy Carter's age. Cause like. You're not though. You make it, you the plug. It's not going, it's not going to happen <laughs> like that. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. One of these days, we gonna we gonna be in the same room. We gonna have we gonna be busting it up. Mhm. What's gonna happen? I see it. Niggas gonna be hating. I see it. I see it. I can feel I'm the joking. steam. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's really all that's happening in Philly. I mean, there's events like we're doing an event on Sunday, going to another event on Saturday. I got events next week that I'm hosting. Like, I mean, you shit know, is it's fast the, moving in the city. So yeah, it's it's, it's crunch time. It's crunch time. They call it uh, GOTV get times. Get out the vote. Yep, so that's ev- everybody is doing it. But that's really it in Philly. What's what's happening in the, in the GA? It's a few things going on. My runner up for what I wanted to talk about was that Delta banned 500 people from the airlines for not wearing masks. Nice. Delta's hub is in Atlanta, and so that's why I cho- that's why I was like, mm-hmm, yep. They're like, listen, we not here with the shits. Y'all not gonna wear these masks, then y'all not gonna fly on this airline. That's what's up. That's a good, so, that's a smart move. Yeah, that one was pretty dope. But then another thing is that the it's a, the Jewish Heritage Museum has a jazz exhibit that is it's a virtual jazz exhibit of photographs of various jazz musicians from the fifties and sixties, hmm. and they they put it out there. For everyone to see, I just thought that was pretty dope. They had they had it set for before COVID hit. They were you know getting all that together in January, and it was going supposed to come out in April, and then COVID hit, and so they had to rethink how they were going to do this. And so there's a 360, 360 degree virtual walkthrough basically of the exhibit. That's what's so up. I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. That's definitely cool. Man, COVID really messed some stuff up, but like people have been innovative with Oh yeah. like how they're staying in their fields and stuff like that. So shout out to all of the entrepreneurs and the creators mm-hmm. and stuff like that that's out there. Shout out to us, right? Cuz that's basically what we doing. Right. Thank you, um, Snaps. Basically, who would have yeah, thought that like, you can do I your podcast to, over Zoom and wh- You know different it's crazy. States. You know how much money I'm saving too cuz like when I first was doing this you know, I was going into the studio for every single interview. I like mm-hmm. I have all of this extra equipment. I got microphones, I got mic stands, I got digital recorders, portable recorders and all of that. And then when COVID first happened, I was like, shit, I got to figure out how to use all of this. Mm-hmm. Man, please. All I'm using <laughs> is a computer and a mic now. I mean, you know, that's that's the new workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. So those are all some good, some good local stuff. That's what's up. We need some good. 
I think yeah, I think we like might I have said, to dedicate this segment to permanently being some good stuff. Yeah, I had I was looking too because I'm like I do not want to talk about bad news because it's all that's going on right now is all this fucking bad news. I need to find some good stuff. So I know I say it every week, but that's my goal is to find some a slimmer of hope <laughs> to cling on to to make life not so fucking depressing. That's like those, what they call them, the puff pieces that they do in news stories. They talk I'm about the little for, puppy and the babies. I'm all for puff pieces. And I'm even not. It, even in massages, depending on what's going on. Right now, puff pieces we are necessary. We need to feel good. And in massaging, people call relaxation massages, fluff massages, because like, oh, they don't do anything. You're not getting, like, no, those are fucking great. Get you a nice. I don't like the name of that, though. What? Fluff massages? Yeah. Because you're not like doing, most massage therapists see themselves as as like these healing practitioners, okay? And so they feel like if they are not digging into your muscles and working out those, not like, listen, it's a whole white people, okay? So that's all I got (laughs) to say. That's all I got to (laughs) say. I feel like if ever there is an explanation of why shit don't make sense, just say white people. And you should be like, all right, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. The reason why I don't like fluff pieces is because I don't I think this is a little different because this isn't like your traditional news, but in the news, that's not for your good news. Like that's you're not looking into news to feel good. Like that's to get news, like to get important and critical information mm-hmm. passed down to you. And I think that's one of the reasons why like I'm I don't necessarily like the the fluff piece idea with like actual like news and reporting and stuff because like you're not if you're turning it on just to feel good like you're not really you know retaining the important information that's being passed on to you and then you start getting into this area of like you know well everybody in the news is looking to do these little puff pieces which is kind of what we have with a lot of stories and then now when it comes to passing that critical information, people are tuning out because I understand well, you that. know, the, the complaint is like, I don't watch the news because it's all bad and it just doesn't make me feel good. It's like, it ain't supposed to fucking make you feel good. You want to oh, go, yeah. go do what you just said, get a massage. <laughs> like it ain't, it's for you to know something that's happening. That's important. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand that thought process, but I just think now with everything that's going on, it's important to have at least that one feel good thing in the new while you're getting the news to so that we can remember that there are still good things going on Hmm. but i'm not a journalist either so i wear some of those hats sometimes not as much anymore though once upon a time no not even once upon a time i can i was thinking like as while doing my career, going down this career path of political science, I'm thinking of all the ways that I can apply it. And going into being a, a political analyst is definitely one of those things. But I'm like, I'm not really a... I'm not a journalist. And so while I don't mind researching things and writing a few reports here and there, I don't think my I, I don't think that my career would take me at least not now not where I wanted to go now down the the path of a journalist but I don't mind commentating on things and having discussions. You know, you know where it's interesting like seeing the career paths of people. You know where most people that get into like study political science end up <clears> going <throat> into 
they end up starting their own like organizations. Like they mm-hmm. don't necessarily go into get funneled into office. And then you know where a lot of lawyers end up going into? They they end up going into politics and mm-hmm. actually and legislation become and then the crazier part is philosophy majors are the journalists. I can see that. Yeah. It's kind of it's it's interesting seeing like cuz like there's a lot of I mean, you get, you know, there's extenuating circumstances and all of that, right? But, like, there are a lot of philosophy majors that end up going into journalism because it's it's not it's it's not about, like, I like politics or I like law or anything. It's, like, the thought process of, mm-hmm. like, it's understanding Dissecting. that. Yeah. Like yeah. It's under journalism is about, like, breaking down the pieces to its fundamental value. Right. Break, yeah, breaking it down philosophy. each piece and going into each piece and understanding how that mm-hmm. part works. And, yeah, I'm yep. not that interested in, in that manner. I can do it. I think I could do it. Like, if I had to do it, I, I think I could do it. But that's not a desire of mine. But I think that's another reason why. Also, I don't mind <laughs> puff pieces because... I, because I do consume the news and there's a lot of bad shit going on, I don't mind there being a, a puff piece thrown in here or there to make me feel better because everything is going to shit. Got you. Got <laughs> you. I feel you. All right. Let's take a quick break. A quick break. Let me enunciate correctly. <laughs> and we will be back with our main topic. Here at Salah's Corner, I am always looking to connect with new people, hear new perspectives, and share new stories. And right now, I want to hear from you. Email me at realtalk at salahscorner.com and we can get your story featured on our next episode. Welcome back um, to our main topic. And I'm going to do something that I used to do at the beginning of all my old episodes when I this was a solo dolo show just with interviews and guests. And so I want to do a bit of a monologue with the idea of black conservatism. And this is a conversation that I've wanted to have for a while because, you know, we know that predominantly 90%, so probably even more of black people swing for the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. But that's primarily due to race, right? And so if you eliminate, I believe, if you eliminate the race issue, which I think could be on the precipice of how the Republican Party starts to reshape itself. Because regardless of what's happening now with the rise of Trump and so many people just concerned with what's going to happen with this election, the Republican Party is on a decline. Right. And so they, they are not in the mainstream support of Americans. They are not in the mainstream support of the younger generation. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to have to make a pivot. And I really, really think that that pivot is going to be finding ways to bring more black men in. And the way mm-hmm. you do that is addressing the race issue. And so I think that's worth talking about because, you know, we like to assume that all black people are liberal and progressive in our views just because of by association with the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. But that's really not the case. Yeah. And, and I find that to be and I think that lends to this question that we've been having over the last few weeks in multiple segments on like the association to the patriarchy specifically with black men. And I think that is a prime demographic that is ripe for the picking as the Republican party looks at how they can morph 
and be a party that is, you know, getting a lot more control and government back. What do you what do you think with that? Black um, I think you're absolutely right. This country is a conservative country, whether no, it doesn't really matter which way you shake it. This country is a very conservative country and black people his, are very conservative. I mean, if you look at it historically and especially when it comes to religion and things of that matter, black people are very conservative. And so they don't like new things. <laughs> they don't like change. A lot of black people are very resistant to progress when it when it messes with their comfort. Mm. And so it makes sense to me. Well, I, I guess I, it's, it's just common. I feel like it, for me, at least, it's, been, it's common knowledge for me knowing that black people are extremely conservative, much more conservative than, than many of us give it credit for, give us credit for, especially coming from, coming out of the conscious community. Mm-hmm. You, you can see how conservative black people actually are in that space. You, you realize it. It comes to the, it's very much in the forefront. But like you said, it, it definitely has to do with the patriarchy and the proximity to whiteness and what is deemed as acceptable and just trying to fit in to, to, to be able to have something. Right. Right. And so. They're targeting black men, and it is is especially now because of the the white male grievance that's going on now because of the shift in the demographics of the country that is going to be taking place in the next thirty or so years, where we're going to be a maybe, majority, maybe fifteen to twenty, actually. Right, right. I was I was being nice, <laughs> but where this country is going to be a majority minority country. And so I think what we're experiencing now started in 2016. We had glimmers of it in 2008 and 2012, but then we started seeing it in 2016. And now it's like full blown now to the shift from whiteness to something else. Here, here's what I think is, is likely to happen. Let's say... You know, I have my scenarios on what's going to happen with this election. Let's say this is a quote unquote normal election, right? We have a declared winner. There's no ifs, ands, or buts on about that. It doesn't matter who it is. Let's forget. Let's lose the fact that like it could be either Biden or Trump. That is irrelevant to the point that I'm making. Mm -hmm. I think what Trump is doing when he's trying to, you know, and Republicans and, you know, all white politicians are known for doing this, you know, trying to get high profile black figures to kind of splinter support in some degree. But I think the way that Trump is doing it, I think that Republicans will try to perfect after Trump what this is because they are a l much more strategic on a political sense than he is. And so I think the lesson from this era with Trump is not necessarily identifying like what doesn't work, right? Like they're not, they're not identifying like the bad things. Oh, this was so terrible. We should never No, Like the Republican party does not do that. What they do is say, how can we exploit this to our advantage down the line? 
And that exploitation will come in a form of splintering black men support because I think they will start to recognize that. And I think they're starting to a little bit now that black men are very conservative. Black mm-hmm. men are hold very, very conservative values. There is an attachment to not just the financial, right? But also the, the patriarchy of like, you need to be the head of the household. You need mm-hmm. to be the, the, the head seat at the table. You need to be the leader in the room. Like they play to that. And so, you know, I have always said, if I actually wanted to be really, really, famous and high profile and get all this attention, I would just come out as a fucking black Republican because like I would get all kinds of attention. I could fake the shit out of that and get a tons of attention. <laughs> and so like, I think Republicans will also pick up on that and start that's what to I use thought, that to their advantage. That's what they thought about Stephen Colbert. Like for years, people really thought he was really a conservative. Yeah. But imagine if he was a black person that was doing that. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with you. Black men are much more conservative than people like to give them credit for. But I think just black people in general are much more conservative than people give them credit for because Okay, so in regards to black to black men from what I see because I'm not a man, so I can't say that this is <laughs> this is something that is fact is just an observation well not that is fact but it's that is necessarily what they feel but it's like i said it's just an observation conservative is likes to play on people's emotions in a way well no politics like is a is a play on people's emotions but in conservative in 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 the world of being a conservative you know there is is very like anti-immigrant and so the black community whether they like to realize it or not have very much anti-immigrant stances when it comes to others right and that kind of has a play on the ice cube thing where he's like no not people of color black people like if it's not something for black people then black people don't a lot of black people don't want it so that that's a conservative end right there so it's like oh they're still in your jobs or you know just just the the whole aspect of what of 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 the immigration co- conversation right and then you have the the women's women's liberation and what we're experiencing in this third wave of feminism you know women wanting to be in the forefront taking control of their bodies ex- expressing their sexuality being the head of their households you know it's a play on that like like how you said with 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 that aspect of it there's there's the fiscal aspect of it because black women tradition black women have been outpacing black men in regards to entrepreneurship and us having control of our of our monies they're starting they they feel left behind you know and so it's it, it, it it's it's that's another way into to con- pulling them into conservatism or pulling them further into conservatism i should say and then like i said religion whether it's islam whether it's judaism whether it's christianity mm-hmm. religion is the patriarchy mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's, it's it, it is so yep. you know 
is very male centered and anything that is not about a man's personal pleasure is it is isn't okay even when it comes to sexuality and you know what we have with the lgbtqia community and things of that nature it it, it plays right in, in into that and it it pulls on that emotional thread of families being destroyed and yeah yeah they're not listening to the men are men are toxic masculinity is the problem and all of that so like at least from my vantage point that's how i feel black conservatism is on the rise i think or not necessarily on the rise but just rearing their heads i could be wrong but that's from what i can gather from what i see that's what it feels like to me. I stopped talking to a guy because he was a Republican. And at first I was like, no, I'm not going to let that, you know, dictate my life in that manner. But just he was doing nothing but like spewing Republican talking points. <laughs> and I just was like, bro, like, no, like the whole pull yourself up by the bootstrap bullshit. Yeah. And black men believe in that wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I just was like, I, I am. No, I can't. Like, yeah. I can't. And so at least from, like I said, I'm not a conservative. And so I can't speak on it from that manner. But as a person who's not a conservative looking at conservatives, especially conservative black people or especially conservative black men, that's what I gather. Now, conservative black women, I don't understand that. I, I don't get it. It's, I don't get how black women can be conservatives and stand for those types of, of the values, the values, quote unquote, that conservatives stand on in this time, especially when it comes to dictating what I can do with my body and, you know, funding my community. So that to me boggles my mind. But I feel like as far as black men and conservatism, that's how I feel like they are pulling black men in that direction. I think it all relates to proximity, right? And so, you know, we know that when communities are segregated, they are more likely to, particularly white communities, because white communities are t tend to be the only communities that segregated from every other culture. Mm -hmm. They are more prone to you know, views that, you know, negatively paint other ethnicities in a bad light, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, when you live in a, you know, predominantly white community, you're more likely to view other races negatively. Hi, that you know, crime is related to them. Poverty is related to them. You know, poor education is related to them. Like they, they that association happens. We know that. Right. And we know that when there is better integration in communities those views are softened it's the same with patriarchy when it comes to both men and women right and so if you are right because women definitely have their foot and have their little hands in the patriarchy don't well, let them it, fool you it's not even just that having their hands in the patriarchy it's when you're surrounded by it all the time right if you grow up in it and raised by it there is a strong chance you're going to have views that you know support 
a patriarchal system and right. ideology, right? And yeah. so, like, I think that's why, you know, you see women in that mindset as well. And, like, you know, why is this important to talk about? I think it's important to talk about specifically because I think we we are likely to see a shift in the conservative movement targeting specifically black men. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in, that I, I it's incredibly important because we will start to see a shift a little bit in how like you know how they support issues on race. It's not going to be because I all of a sudden believe that black people are equal or mm-hmm. they deserve a seat at the table. It's going to be primarily to power grab and okay. get and get more seats in political office. And I think that's incredibly important and in talking about like, well, how do we start to address conservatism in the black community? And how do we start to, you know, because like, I don't, it, I don't think it's addressed at all. Like we, I think for a lot of folks, we recognize that there is a, a hard conservatism in, 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 the, in the, the, the black community and supports of patriarchal systems, but we don't really like, we associate it more with the whiteness yeah, and I think, we never I think really it, address it with black people. I think it's more associated with whiteness because it's the whiteness that's trying. This the white conservative conservativism that is has its foot on our necks, right? Like it's white conservatism that is keeping not entirely, but keeping you know ger- gerrymandering our districts so that we keep getting these white conservatives into these state house seats and federal, you know, house seats and stuff like that. Right. Like it's white conservatism that is, that is trying to, that polices women's bodies. It's not only what they can wear, but whether they can have an abortion. Right. Mm. Is, is white conservatism that is telling black women or in black men for that matter, that we can't wear our hair the way we culturally would without them colonizing us, you know? So I feel like that's, that's why because white people have had their foot on our necks for so long with their conservatism that it, it, it forces you to see it in that manner. Now there are black, obviously there are black conservatives. We were, we were traditionally a conservative black people were traditionally conservative. Like I said, especially after slavery where, well, I won't even say especially after slavery, but yeah, no, because of, because of religion, black people were forced to be conservatives you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the 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 shift didn't change to liberals until we were forced to. Until we were forced to, but I feel like it was always it was all we were always liberals. It's just that the 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 party the party name was different. Like all the, the parties shifted, and that's when we became Democrats. When the party shifted during the Jim Crow era, because we were Republican before that. But the Republicans who were the Federalists were the liberals of their time. 
But I, I say we sh- we were forced to because when you when you look back through history with you know the the big shift you know and the the shift over time between you know liberals being in the more so in in the Democratic Party than in the Republican Party really took strong foothold in the rise of the civil rights movement right and right. so that was that huge shift being forced into the Democratic camp because of you know southern strategies by by republican you know officials and and candidates in office specifically targeting you know black people through right but my point is we were always we were just liberal by another name that's just my point like we We were were republican we were 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 republicans within the within the republican party but it was just by another name when we moved to democrats then we became then it it became liberals you know what i'm saying what i'm saying is is we were liberal without party affiliation necessarily right and it wasn't until we saw the that that's what i mean by like shifting into that new you know okay, primarily yeah. in a democratic camp because there was no you know it was it was you supported you know, most of the mostly it was we were supporting Republicans, actually. And so and it's, you know, not to get into too much of the technical stuff with that, because like I think and I think this brings us again. Somehow I'm circled completely back to this conversation <laughs> of like getting men involved with different things. I just hit my damn microphone, but getting men back involved with things, because like. I think while it's not the same when you talk about the foot white men, the foot on your neck, right? And applying that pressure with the racism and things like that. It is very similar in different ways because like how many men are, and you know, and I can, I, I can certainly say that I've, you know, been, been, you know, uh, some of these things. I mean, we in, all have at some point, but like how many black men, you know, cat call women, crazy right like that is a direct association with the patriarchy right how many black men believe that women should be you know the 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 woman at home and he needs and must be the breadwinner right how many black men look at themselves as like i mean how many black men go to the gym because they view themselves in in a role of dominance Right. Not because of actual fitness, but because Mm -hmm. I need to be the dominant figure and I need to be the alpha male. I need to like that's directly related to patriarchy and that's directly problematic when you have a party that's going to then start to use that and exploit that. And I feel like if we aren't having conversations on how to address that specifically with the black men in the community, we will see them start to splinter largely and in much higher numbers into okay. conservative camps, especially when the conservative movement finds ways to uplift those black men in different ways, not on the lines of race. Okay. So then my, then my question to you would be, can black people genuinely be conservative without all the other shit? All right, so now you you get me into this. I've been avoiding this question for with people for a very long time. <laughs> I mean, because I think going... it's interesting. Like we have a we have a conservative cousin. Yeah, but he 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 is a Republican. But I've seen him, especially over the last four years. 
I, I know he voted for Biden. He said he did. I saw it on, on, on Facebook. He's like, I voted for Biden. I have to do the right thing. You know, he doesn't stand for Republican ideals, but he's very progressive on a lot of things, but he is a Republican. So do you think that black people, I'm not saying black men because there are black conservative women too. Do you think black people can be conservative without all the other shit? Genuinely? No. no. Okay. You cannot. There is no separation from that. And so, you know, let me let me ad- address all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So I I believe, especially the way our government is set up. I believe that you do need you you need not forget the way our government is set up. You need two parties that do not agree with each other in order to move progress forward regardless mm-hmm. of anything within government in relationships just two parties or do you think works. it should be more than I, I i'm saying just in a general sense okay. if you are trying to progress anything in life whether it's two people in a relationship whether it's two people uh who work together whether it's two companies uh, working together for a goal whether it's you know elected politics you need two different sides with different perspectives in order to move the ball forward mm-hmm. you can have more than that but the ball doesn't move forward if it's just Without one at camp. least two with right if it's just one camp it, the ball doesn't move forward it becomes stagnant and will start to crumble mm-hmm. i firmly believe that the conservative movement that we see it today now that does not mean that that it can't be reborn or rebirthed or altered into some new iteration that we haven't you know had a thought process on what that looks like yet but i believe the conservative movement today the republican party as we see it today and throughout history is completely trash and should be thrown away I don't disagree with that. <laughs> and I and 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 the reason why I say that is because while I I think there are people that does not mean everybody within conservative movement and everybody in the Republican Party is racist or is trash or is anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. But the ideals and principles that the party holds on a national level and in a lot of ways on state and city levels requires a division of people on race requires a division of people on sex and promotes that there is a group of people that's better than the rest. That is a, that is a fundamental aspect of conservative conservatism as we see today and the Republican party. And, you know, I think that's, that's a lot to break down that I don't think we'll have time to break down on this episode. (laughs) That's why I haven't gotten into my thoughts on that because the reason why I say that is because when you look at conservative principles over time, over the history of America, specifically America, mm-hmm. they do not work. They specifically are predicated on the exploitation of a lower caste of people. Right. And supplanting it's that, that like, class of people to whatever d- they see fit. It does. you the, Every principle that has come out of the Republican Party specifically relies on the subjugation of a lower group of people every single principle within the party every single one it all the like and ultimately draws back to that and so because of that it's absolutely trash 
Now, that doesn't mean that there can't be a new form of it, of the conservative movement. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen an argument for it. I haven't seen anyone make the case for it. And in fact, the reason why and, you know, a lot of people like our cousin that are coming out now in support of Democrats. And I think a lot of that has to do with. Anyway, let me before I say that, I think think it's pure. I think it's just purely because they don't like Donald Trump, because if it weren't for Donald Trump, they would continue to support conservative, uh, the conservative agenda. No, I I think some of them are. I think a lot of them is because there is a visceral reaction to this party has betrayed us. I thought it was for this, but it's really the party of racism. And it's not just. Donald Trump is the height of it, but the, his rise has opened a lot of people's eyes, both willingly and saying it openly that this party, you know, I, I was in this movement with an understanding that this was a party with conservative principles. But now I realize that all of the things that we've been actually doing has been predicated on racism. And there's also these group of people that are struggling to acknowledge the history of the Republican party, because there is a history of the Republican party that has moved us to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they struggling the to, to acknowledge that history. They, they may, they themselves may not have been the same type of Republican, but the, the party itself, the principles itself that it's relied on has, has are all embedded in racism. And so if its principles are embedded in racism, every, everything, that's happened in the past is a complete lie is a complete fabrication. Everything that they said that they really was, it's, it's not that it's specifically because of racism. It's specifically because of all of these other things, right? The whole American dream, the idea behind the American dream is predicated on racism. (laughs) And so like, I think there's a group of Republicans that are acknowledging that and are removing themselves from the party. I think there is also a group of Republicans that don't want to acknowledge that or are having trouble acknowledging that and are seeing them still support Democratic candidates, but saying stuff like, I'm a true Republican or I'm a true conservative. Okay, well, well, what is that? Because the party's history is racism. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just flat out. The party's history for the last 50 years is 60 years is just pure racism. And so how do you say that you are a true Republican, but like the history of the party through multiple states and through multiple presidents has been predicated on racism. Like you can't separate that. And I think people are mentally having that struggle that they're not, maybe they don't want to admit them with themselves. They're doing this mental gymnastics where they're, they're still calling themselves a Republican, but not supporting most of the people that are leaders of the Republican party, then you're not a Republican. Like that's not a thing. Like you can't call yourself a Republican and then to try to go through these mental gymnastics where you don't support a single Republican. I'm sorry. Then like, yeah, what are you really then? And so like, I think, I think that's the exercise that people are going through. But like, I, I, all of that to really say that the Republican party is trash and needs to be replaced. Um, yeah. Full stop. Like it's full yeah. stop. Period with the T. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that just as like a throwaway line or something. Like I truly, no, it's truly the truth. believe it's the that truth. the party, the, the, the existence of the Republican Party is a direct threat 
to American democracy, direct threat to American democracy. And if the, the rise of it, it means that you are more likely to see less democracy in place. I firmly believe that. I don't disagree with you on that, but I think I don't think the the reason they it it will shift, it will change. You know, the like you said, I do think the Republican Party is trash and they need to go, but they will only morph themselves into something else because of what this country was founded on. It will always exist. It will just exist in a different in in in, in a different way, right? Like because we were a multiple, we were a, a multiple party system. Before mm-hmm. we got whittled down to a two-party system. Mm-hmm. And then those two parties flip-flopped and became the opposite party of what it was. And now we are where we are. And, you know, the the the, the racism of the Republican Party, who were originally the, the Democratic, Democratic Republicans, of what they were called during the founding of the nation, is rearing its ugly head again. And they're just going to shift into something different but still hold on to those core values that those democratic Republicans had at the founding of the nation. Yeah. It's always I, going I, to exist. It's, the problem is the patriarchy. It's the pa- it's the fucking patriarchy and white supremacy. That's the, what the fucking problem is. I, I don't disagree with you. I do not and, disagree with you. And until something happens, I don't know what, but until something happens, white supremacy and the patriarchy are going to maintain control until everyone else in the world forces them out. Yeah. I think, you know, when we when we talk about this, right, like I, I do think there will the party will morph and shift. But I think that shift can be a good thing. If, if yeah. done in the right way, right? So, like, I firmly believe that, and not just because I'm liberal, but I think that when you talk about actually achieving the I- the ideal American dream, right, right? So this idea that is actually in the Constitution that all men and women and everybody is created equal, like, in order to do that, you need to have a more progressive viewpoint of society and you need parties that understand it like that that is understanding and willing to move the needle in that direction right now the republican Mm -hmm. party is not willing to do that Mm -hmm. anymore and so until they are i don't see our democracy improving and i don't and i see and well according to matt lee we're not a democracy at all according to who matt lee Eh, fuck that nigga. <laughs> he said it. He said we are not a democracy. Um, we are a constitutional republic. Uh, anyway, in <laughs> order to, and you know, this brings us back to full circle to, you know, black conservatism. I think it would be great if the party shifted in that direction of actual inclusion. But if we know history, the Republican Party will only shift in a way that it can self-serving it, it's self-serving by exploiting someone else and i think mm-hmm. that next exploitation if we aren't careful is going to be black men i just think that's it i don't um, disagree with that all right i've had enough of that you had enough <laughs> yeah i need yeah. to i need to pivot better from conversation to conversation because <laughs> i just be like i'm fucking done 
I mean, I think that's just this week because we do we usually do a better job. We just been it's 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 been a tough week. Man, it's been I I don't know. It's been tough everything. All right, <laughs> let's move on. We are going to take a, another short break, and we will be right back after this. Hey, everybody. I know throughout this pandemic, everyone has been saying we're all in this together. Well, here at Salas Corner, I want to really hear from you and what you're enduring during this pandemic. Give us a call and leave us a voice memo and we'll play that on our next episode of Salas Corner. That number is 267-225-5891. Share with me your thoughts, your feelings, things that you're doing to survive during this pandemic. And you'll get your memo featured on the next episode of Salas Corner. Welcome back with our whack ass of the week. Burr, 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 um, burr, burr. You don't usually do air horns for that segment. Whack yeah. asses don't get air horns. I just felt like throwing. Why not? They are whack as fuck. They get a womp womp womp. <laughs> okay, I can I can roll with that one. I just All wanted right. to do it. I didn't have a real. I just wanted to do it. Don't expect me to do that every week. Who should we? Who should go first? Me or you? You go first. I went first All last right. week. Um, I always have you go first on every week, actually. So I'm going to uh, <laughs> wait go before first. we go. Before what was last week's whack ass and who won? All right. So last week's I be forgetting these whack asses of the week. <laughs> I do, man. I be forgetting what I did yesterday. Let alone like I ooh, always wh- for, I'm, I'm always ago, forgetting la- too. last week's uh, whack ass of the week. That's so why I two. ask you because I know it, that you have the answer to who from the poll. So I ask yeah, you. I can pull it up easily. <laughs> It's a, I mean, it was a clear landslide, right? So, like, last week's whack ass of the week was, we had two. We had Senator Dianne Feinstein. Yes. We had Senator David Perdue. And okay, right. And landslide. Right, yeah, um, yeah. By 70%, David Perdue was oh, yeah, last yeah. week's whack ass of the week. So, I, I agree um, with that. I'm not mad at that that choice. Yeah, I mean, he was, he he's trash. And so, this week, I chose Chris Christie. Specifically because let me tell you why I'm 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 going to try not to go into a whole rant right because this is one of those things I love your rants yo because <laughs> first of all I can't I don't I don't really fat shame but I hate Chris Christie like I can't stand Chris Christie yo like, I, I tell you butterball motherfucker <laughs> like you went out and got coronavirus right Got like that you've, been, you've been working with trump this whole time like mind you he's been treating you like trash for a long time right mostly because a lot of people think it's because when he was a states or when he was a he worked a for the state department no 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 when he worked for the state department he was a prosecutor he put away Derek Kushner's oh, right, dad. Right, right. And so, right. And so like Donald Trump is like, I feel like, you know, Donald Trump has always had a, you know, I'm going to get this nigga back for that. And so like, he never <laughs> brought him into the white house officially. Like he thought he was going to get this role. Ah, you ain't getting none of that. And mm-hmm. so you still been sucking his he butt. He was the first person to really endorse him. Like He was, he was the first one. He dropped out of the race because apparently he wanted to be president in 2016 too with the hundred, hundred stood behind him with the dumb face and then ain't get nothing. Still follow <laughs> him around all these years, doing these debate preps with him gets coronavirus, And now all of a sudden he sees the light, get your dumb ass out of here. Like, and that's, that's one of the, the reason why he makes me so mad with this is because this is exactly what Republicans are doing with Trump, 
All mm-hmm. of, everybody has been saying how terrible the coronavirus is and how people need to be wearing masks and socially distanced and he didn't follow those guidelines and he catches it and now all of a sudden he has seen the light and it's the same thing that these republicans are doing with donald trump people warned about the rise of donald trump prior to him running for president they didn't want to hear it he becomes president they support him and now all of a sudden he's looking a little shaky you know, I've seen the light, man. Get out of here. You've right. been you've been benefiting off of it this whole time. Now all of a sudden, when you are in a position and you in that threat, now you want to see the light, Chris Christie. Now you want to write op-its. Krispy Kreme. He falls right into that category. <laughs> That's my whack ass of the week. <laughs> Mine isn't um, as fun as your whack ass of the week. I don't have a rant, but my whack ass of the week is Tiffany Trump. Now. Tiffany is whack ass of the week for me this week because Donald Trump is so toxic. He like has virtually no legitimate surrogates to go out and, you know, speak on his behalf for him becoming president again. So Tiffany Trump is one of his surrogates, of course. (laughs) And she calls herself speaking to a crowd. She has a little rally for her dad and, you know, they have the Trump sign, but it's the LGBTQ community. And so, you know, Trump is all in the rainbow colors and she comes out. It's this little snippet of her um, her speech on Twitter. You can find it on my Twitter page, Farrah underscore Gamo. And I, I retweeted it. And it was just like a rant. It was like her, it was like watching an off-brand Ivanka be, <laughs> and, and drunk Trump at the same time. Like not, she couldn't articulate anything whatsoever. She's fucking dumb as fuck. She didn't even say LGBTQIA correctly. She left the T out. It was like a rambling fucking mess. And it was, it was so sad. And so that's why she got my whack ass of the week. Tiffany Trump is just a sad fucking individual. Yeah. She's definitely a bargain brand Ivanka Trump. Oh yeah. She's a drunk Donald Trump in a bargain Ivanka's body. You know, they say, I heard something recently. This is completely off topic. Who was it? I think it was Michael Cohen. He's, you know, you know, there's been this whole theory that Trump never drinks. And he was like, oh, no, he he drinks. He definitely drinks. Really? So, like, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this was, he, he shared this on some interview. I can't remember what it was. I'm going to have to to find that and send it, send it to you. Yeah. But, like. I'm- yeah, he, my man definitely be uh, be drinking. But that's what that's what Tiffany Trump reminds me of. Drunk mm-hmm. Donald and off-brand Ivanka's body. I mean, Ivanka's right. trash too, but Throw the whole Tiffany Trump, Trump family back to Russia. Anyway, <laughs> those are whack asses of the week. Sorry, y'all had to listen to my rant on Krispy Kreme and <laughs> Tiffany Trump. Vote on my stories on who you think the whack ass of the week is. Farah, any any closing remarks? Drop your drop your email. Believe black women. Daniel Cameron is a sh- still a trash ass nigga. Email me farah.alyssa at gmail dot com. Follow me on the show- socials farah underscore gamo on the twitters and instagrams. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you, Farah, for always co-hosting, holding it down. Thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you email me all of your thoughts and opinions at realtalk at And until next time, peace, y'all.
拜。